welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast of Yaxi. I'm here as always with Jared. How's it going, Jared? Going very well. How are you, Ron? I, I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, we have obviously a blockbuster episode for us today um, because we are reviewing uh, the th- quite thrilling uh, Multiverse of Madness movie. So, um, yeah, so obviously we're looking forward to that. That is basically going to cover... Um, the whole episode uh, today, and uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to it because obviously we both have tons of thought, tons of you know, like you know thoughts about it, and I'm sure Jared, kind of, since you're a huge Doctor Strange fan, I'm sure you have tons of thoughts as well. So yeah, uh, we're looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, so we are going to jump right into the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness discussion. Jared, let's start off with you and your first reactions. What did you think without you know giving away a lot of the plot points so far? Which oh yeah, it does remind me. A uh, spoiler warning: uh, I don't suggest watching this if you have or listening to this if you haven't watched um, the movie yet. But uh, yeah, anyways, Jared, what did you think about this film? Well, I thought it was re- it was incredible. I mean, it had a lot of fast paced moments and a lot of action. It had the cinematography was amazing. The CGI was awesome. Everything was just really good in the movie. Just the the visuals were really really cool. Going through all those multiversal things had the same I don't know, just like essence or vibe as the first time when Doctor Strange went through all the dimensions that the Ancient One sent him through. It was very very reminiscent of a Doctor Strange movie. All the crazy visuals, all the crazy fights, and I had a lot of fun with it. And you know, I was pretty spot on with my guess about Wanda. But uh, overall, it was a really good movie. Very compelling characters. It had a lot, a lot of action, but the action was mixed in well with some a little bit of dialogue, and it had a ton of effect on the future of Marvel. Yeah, um, I I love this movie as well. Um, you know, I think that um, one of the things that did the movie actually like a great service was the new style that was like you know brought into marvel movies because like you know that like you know that campy style or like you know horror uh aspect of it that sam raimi um brought to the table who was the director of the film i thought that it truly uh absolutely paid off because um it totally you know gave the new gave gave the movie a new style and i think that that was kind of unique to see on screen and obviously We've seen, and I'm not going to go too much into it now, but obviously we've seen things in the MCU that we've never seen before, just in this one movie. So I think that that was incredible. Um, the visuals were incredible, especially when actually I'm not. I I I, I want to save that scene for later, so I'm not going to talk about that. But yeah, I thought the visuals were uh, fantastic. Uh, I loved, you know, the characters as well. I thought that the characters had a great. Um, you know some great moments and they had some great development i really enjoyed um obviously dr strange and the multi like multiple dr strange variants i thought that that was very cool and seeing like you know dr strange basically like see his failures in the past especially with christine throughout the stories of other variants i thought that that was very unique i thought that the battles that you know other strangers were involved in is cool um obviously wanda jared you were right about like you know get um, basically how her whole story arc was going to go. 
Um, but I think that, you know, Wanda was another show stealer in this. Um, obviously, she pretty much gave the movie the defining horror aspect tone of it as well. She was like the main contributor to that. So I liked that, you know, and the side characters too, or I don't even know. I mean, America Chavez was pretty much like the key character in this. And I enjoyed her. I thought she had a great debut. Wong was, uh, you know, funny as always and great to see on screen. And it was just so fun seeing all these characters, like, you know, explore the multiverse and give a new chapter into the multiverse Sega. So, yeah, I was a, I was a fan of this film. I definitely was. Um, I don't know where I would have it on, like, you know, if we were to do rankings. I really don't. But um, all I know is that I definitely um, think that the critics, because I think this has, like, a 75, I think it definitely deserves more than that based on my perspective. So, but, yeah, I loved it. So, Jared, any other first reactions? Well, so a lot of the critiques I hear about it is that it is too fast-paced. And while I do agree that it was incredibly fast-paced. I think the fast-pacedness of it was put in a good place. I think that it was put in good use, and all the action was very encapsulating, and it really brought you there. However, I will say that this movie was a... It was, it was a huge transition movie into a new age of Marvel that is going to be huge. It, even if it wasn't the best movie... It is a huge movie, and it has a ton of implications on the future of Marvel. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I I know that you know some people were go you know going into this film expecting like tons more cameos, and they were expecting like a big cameo fest because you know it was total multiverse and madness. But I mean, I think more than anything, the lesson that people like you know got out of this movie, or like you know the main idea that they got out of it was that it wasn't like that big Avengers themed movie. It was more about, you know, a Doctor Strange story and a Wanda story with, you know, a few cameos sprinkled in, which we'll obviously talk about. And then ultimately, like you said, building up um, to a bigger multiverse story and a bigger story having to do like with incursions, for example, which we obviously saw with the end credit scene. So, uh, yeah, I think that, um, it was, I think I 100% agree with your um, statement that it was a transitional movie. And, and, and that's no problem at all, obviously. And, and, you know, I still enjoyed it, like, regardless of whether or not it, like, you know, it was used more for setting up different things. So, yeah, it didn't really, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie for what it was. I, I did not go in expecting this big cameo fest. Obviously, I was expecting the cameos within the Illuminati, but nothing really outside of that, uh, getting into, getting close to that. So that's why I think, um, you know, it wasn't this big, like, you know, big like Avengers blockbuster because, like, you know, it, it, it was more of a, it, it was like, you know, this story was it built that way and it was more built around um, a, like a small journey, but well, not necessarily a small journey, but a journey with uh, involving like a few characters throughout the multiverse rather than what we could get down the line in like a bigger Avengers team up. So I thought that that's, it definitely served this purpose in setting up the um, what's to come. So yeah, I agree. So uh, Jared, anything else? Uh no, I think that's pretty good for cameos. Obviously, we're going. Uh, I mean, uh, first reactions. Obviously, we're going to go more into depth about the movie a little later. We have favorite, favorite moments and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, 
as of now, we are going to like you know move into like our standout characters, which there were a lot of them. Obviously, you can't really. I, I don't think you could pick like one. Um, but Jared, maybe you can. Is there any character minus the Illuminati? Because we'll talk about the Illuminati later. Um, that you that stood out to you and you like enjoyed. So honestly, this is a little contrary to my feelings, but I would say that Wanda was probably. It's either Doctor Strange or Wanda for the most standout character, and maybe America Chavez is in there, but I think it's Wanda for the most standout character. Just the emotions that she went through, it was very compelling because of how much she loved her kids. She wasn't fighting... She was fighting for a good reason, but going about it the wrong way, and that's what makes a villain good, and I think it was a very at-home kind of thing, and it was was just really kind of powerful what she did and then obviously her transition to being rather good or not sacrificing herself obviously because she's not dead um just really becoming and kind of reviving her own self is is, is really nice but obviously where are you going to go with that it's going to be a fact of she still killed so many people she turned one guy into screen cheese. You can't just recover. You can't just like, oh, okay, that happened. It's going to have huge repercussions. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be really confused as to why. Like, I would think that that would need to happen. Huge repercussions need to happen. It's just, it's going to be something that needs to happen. But her entire, just her being saved and her being, you know, her realizing everything, facing her own self and realizing how much of a monster she became where her kids were afraid of her. That entire storyline was just really nice to me and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I there's actually two characters actually that I, I do want to give credit to. Um, Wanda, obviously, is the big one. Wanda pretty much, I mean, I don't want to associate it because it was Doctor Strange's movie, and I thought that Doctor Strange did an absolutely uh, fantastic job. But, um, or, and it, especially Benedict Cumberbatch playing the character. But I think that Wanda truly um, carried this movie because obviously, as I said before, she w- was a major part in the thrilling moments, obviously, with the scene with the Illuminati. Uh, her at Kamartaj, um literally wiping out the whole army that stood against her, uh, turning one of the, I think her name was Sarah, um, turning Sarah into like basically to, to bur- burning her alive after she touched a dark hole. I think that that was uh, very, you know, very thrilling when she, um, you know, when she was trapped between like, you know, that those like, you know, crystal like glass things when Dr. Strange trapped her, when she was crawling out, like a spider, like with her neck all cracked and stuff, and ha- having to crack it back in out of the, out of the mirror. I think it was a mirror, or something like just completely, like you know, not not really something we've seen in the MCU. That and I think that that was, a, like very spine chilling and also like, just incredible uh, scene. And uh, yeah, just it, her basically, like her journey, and it, also able to build up an emotional journey of her trying to find her kids. I think that, you know, all of that contributed to her being like a real standout star. And obviously I need to talk about another one. I mean, I wasn't because when we were doing these previews, we were not really talking a lot about America Chavez. 
Um, but looking back after this movie, and I've seen it twice so far, I, I truly appre- I truly appreciate America Chavez's role now. Um, I think that it was a really, I think that she was a really, like, obviously her superpowers were very, very cool uh, with her being able to make star portals and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, basically learn to control it, with, which that character development um, obviously uh, grows there. And I just think that between her multiversal powers, which I thought were really cool, and I also thought her acting was great as well. Um, and especially for like you know because she is uh, younger, obviously she's I, I I believe she's still a teenager. I mean, don't quote me on that, but she's definitely a uh, teenager or if not that early twenties. So I I think she's she did a fantastic job, and uh, yeah, I just and I I do think I needed to talk about America Chavez there because she also between like you know her like being scared and was seeing. Uh, her as a little girl in, during that trip to, to memory lane um, her getting scared because it would be and having to transport like you know her parents uh, like you know to a different multiverse it truly gave her an emotional uh, story so I think that that's that definitely she she was a standout in my opinion as well so I would say her and Wanda were two people that you know truly you know, I, I would say captivated a, a lot of the people watching. And I think that, you know, America Chavez in particular has like a big, uh, you know, a big path uh, ahead of her in the MCU because I think she did a great job. So, Jared, anything else regarding characters? Um, no, I think that, uh, well, I, I will say America Chavez did do a really good job, especially with how young she is. I just, this is not just with America Chavez, but just with a child actors in general it's so insane how they do what they do mm-hmm. but yeah no america chavez did really well and she's going to be super integral for the future of the mcu especially if they continue to follow the path of multiversal travel she is pretty much one of the only freely multi well now freely multiversal travel just things yeah absolutely and obviously we are going to see more of her in the future so i i am looking forward to that i am a fan of her character and I think that her powers can basically change the ga- have changed the game already for Marvel just because she's really one of the only characters that are able to like make portals into different universes. So I thought that that whole uh, aspect of it was pretty fascinating. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, more of her. So, uh, yeah, so moving on from that now, we are going to go into like, you know, uh, obviously we do this every time we talk about um different shows and movies here um in terms of your you know parts that stood out to you jared um i'm sure you have some in uh now is obviously the time minus the illuminati because like i said we're going to have a section of that later um but yeah what parts stood out to you specifically see for me i don't know why actually no i do know why so just Honestly, the chase scene with Wanda, it's it's a large scene, but there's from Charles Xavier getting in her mind to her making Mr. Fantastic string cheese to, I think it's, what what is it, Black Flash? What, what, what is it again? It's Black Bolt. Black Bolt. So Black Bolt is like his head imploding. That was probably the most gruesome kill there. All of those insane things, especially with in... Professor X's like mind palace 
where Wanda got dragged back into that hole when she was going to be recovered. All of those things are just so crazy. And it was really cool visuals. And it was more of that horror aspect that we were talking about. All that time, America Chavez was trying to get out and all the carnage was happening around them. All the Ultron bots were dying. You know, Captain Marvel, the variant was dying. Just everyone dying pretty much it was it was a it was a cool scene that both showed wanda's power and how powerful she truly was as well as kind of just showing so many different people and what they do especially with well my two of of course is charles and uh professor x and mr fantastic even though mr fantastic he had like 30 seconds in the movie i still love him for he's an awesome character yeah so um yeah i agree um i'm gonna i'm gonna save my thoughts on the Illuminati for a little bit but um in terms of like my favorite part um yeah, I had a few. Obviously, number one, you have to. We have to talk about Zombie Strange. I mean, that was incredible. Uh, I was not expecting. I, I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that that Defender, because I knew that Defender Strange was the one that was like the one that we saw in the very beginning of the movie. I knew that that was the one that was going to turn into the zombie. I had. I definitely was not expecting it to be a dreamwalking scenario where Doctor Strange, the Earth Six Sixteen one, was like dreamwalking into a dead body. That whole concept was absolutely like mind blowing, and I think that that was like really, really like it not only like twisted but like very, uh, you know, very like you know those giving off those horror vibes, but also like very thrilling vibes as well. And seeing that like you know zombie strange versus Wanda battle and like you know the souls of the damned, I think that that's I, I think that that was very a very cool visual scene on Mount Wanagor. So I mean obviously. I needed to talk about that. Um, another thing that I did want to touch on, though, primarily because um, actually, well, two things. I, I, I'll go to this one first. Um, I really enjoyed, and I did see that there were some criticisms with us um, with this fight scene in particular because they thought, you know, it was a little cheesy because, like, it was like you know, kind of like a odd and quite random uh, fight between Sinister Strange and um, Doctor Strange. Uh, but that scene though, um, uh, with the musical no fight, I actually thought that that was incredible. I thought it was unique. Um, going back to the thing I said before about like, you know, it was a fight scene that we have not seen in the MCU before. Um, I think it was Bach and Beethoven. I don't remember, um, which two themes were there. I, I, the Beethoven was definitely in there. I'm Bach might have been the other one. I don't remember, but um, seeing those two, like you know, me, those two battle out with like musical notes, basically, and also showing like you know how their magic can expand, basically upon like you know, basic uh, like un- unfathomable, unfathomable um, measures. I feel like it, it just showed like the creativity of like you know just this film alone. So I thought that there was very cool. And, um, yeah, and obviously the thing with the third eye was Sinister Strange. I thought that that was pretty cool as well. And him being corrupted by the Dark Hold. I thought that that whole scene was very cool. So, yeah, I do have to give props to Marvel for that fight scene. Because I, for one, enjoyed it. I really don't understand why, you know, people didn't enjoy it. I thought it was definitely cool. So, yeah, there's that. And then I just want to touch on a vi- 
something that I would say was one of the coolest visuals, and it's what I wanted to talk about before, but I saved it for now. Um, it was definitely where Doctor Strange and America Chavez were going through tons of different portals before they ended up in Earth 838. Um, so, you know, you saw them at some point in, in that um, cartoon universe. You saw them in that paint universe where they were just um, basically life forms of paint. You saw them go uh, to a prehistoric world with dinosaurs. You saw them go underwater. You know, you saw them go um, to like, you know, I think it was like a clock themed universe or something. So just seeing those many universes, universes, even though um, they were explored for like one second each, I think it was still incredible to see like, you know, that that um you know them going through those different universes basically showing that there are in there are an infinite amount of universes and there certainly are many different forms as well so where you could basically like there was one where they were both blocks like where their face were basically made out of blocks so you, you can be like you know different to structures and stuff like that. It was just so cool. And I really think it brought out the, you know, creativity and like the imagination of what can happen um, in terms of the multiverse. So yeah, love that scene as well. So just wanted to touch on that as well. Jared, any other thoughts regarding your favorite parts? Yeah, I completely forgot about that music note fight. And honestly, that might take my favorite moment because of one reason. We didn't see a ton of variation in spells used in this movie. It was a lot of shooting, just like, especially with Wanda, it was shooting balls of energy. That was pretty much all it was. Either shooting balls of energy or manipulating people directly. Um, obviously, it was a little bit of creativity when, when she was killing people, but also Doctor Strange. There was a lot of the lasso and, you know, just stuff like that. So it was really cool to see how their magic can be used for more than just those physical things it can be taken from its environment and given life to actually be used in a fight which is that is really really cool in my opinion i think that if if we had more of that it would be amazing i don't really see why anyone would have a problem with that it, it doesn't really make sense why anyone had a problem with that maybe it was too loud for them but i i just i, I it was it was really good in general it had a ton of it was different. It was really different from anything Marvel had ever done because of how unorthodox the spell or fight was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I, like I said, though, I think it's more of like how it was kind of like people viewed it as cheesy because of like, you know, it, instead of it being like a um, this big, like, with, with, like you know, Sorcerer's Supreme Duel, like with different spells and stuff, it, they just reverted back to like, you know, a, a big musical fight. So I guess in terms of musical fight, I guess they had a problem. But other than that, I don't understand why. I mean, I thought that it was very, very clever. And as a matter of fact, I would go out and say that the musical fight was would have been more interesting than them just using like what they've done in the past and what we've seen them do with like the, um, you know, with the, obviously between i don't know how to properly describe it like just basically just using their powers that normally without using a musical without using like a, doing a musical fight i think it, i think it actually would have given it that fight a disservice so honestly yeah i'll go out and say i i, I really enjoyed the musical fight and i think it's and i i yeah i enjoyed it and i think it would have been better than them just using their normal powers so yeah 
Um, yeah, anything else, Jed? No, I, think, I think that covered it pretty well. There were a lot of good moments in this movie, so it's hard to really distinct what was my favorite, but it was just a really good overall movie. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, we're going to go into um, more of the Illuminati now. I know you touched on it a little bit. Um, just like, you know, w- the first thing I'm going to ask, actually, I, is because we're gonna, probably going to get the obvious one out of the way. Or, like, maybe not obvious to, because I think it's between, like, two characters. But um, what out of the members of the Illuminati, w- who would you say your most favorite was? I think I probably know who it was, but, um, yeah, we're going to go to that first. Who was your favorite member of the My favorite was probably, and you, can, you probably guess this, but I love Professor X. Professor X was just, and, and it is pretty biased because I love Professor X. It would have been Mr. Fantastic if he lasted longer, but he lasted like 30 seconds. He also had a very cool scene where he tried to manipulate Wanda's mind. And obviously Wanda does that as well. So she prevailed and killed him. But it was it was nice to see just Professor X in the MCU. I love Professor X as a character, and it was really nice to see him. However, none of the Illuminati had it a lot of time and obviously unfortunately someone who had a lot of time was captain marvel which even though they switched the person it was still annoying i don't know how i think that even if they switch it to like my favorite actor ever it'll still be annoying but yeah i I really like professor x and it's a little bit biased because i love professor x but he also had probably the best scene that wasn't just getting killed immediately Obviously, he got killed pretty quickly, but he had something that was pretty cool in general that went along with it. Yeah. So, yeah, first of all, uh, mine was not Professor I, I Yeah, I figured you were going to say Professor X. Um, here's the thing. I mean, it, me saying Reed Richards, because first of all, it is Reed Richards, is first of all, mostly for the actor. Because um, I and I kind of like, you know, less last time we reviewed this, I, I didn't want to like give it, I, I knew that it was going to be this man. It was pretty much rumored um, with John Krasinski. Uh, obviously, if you don't know him, he's from the office and he like, you know, he's from a quiet place as well. And he also is a, from a Jack Ryan series. Um, very charismatic in my opinion. Now I know that some might say that, you know, because there were some people saying online that, you know, he's too nice for Mr. Fantastic. And, you know, he doesn't, like, appeal to be, like, the smartest man alive. But um, I disagree. I mean, I think that any actor, any good actor can turn, like, you know, if they are right off the bat, if they don't seem like the smartest man alive, I think you can certainly work to act in the part. He only had, like, five minutes of screen time. I don't even think that was even five minutes. But um, I really enjoyed the fact that we can now say Jack Krasinski was in the MCU. I just, he's a very, very lovable guy. I, I do want to ask you a question about it, uh, about him in particular later. But um, yeah, just aside from that, I think Reed Richards was one of my um, favorite comic book characters. I love the Fantastic Four. I mean, actually, this is something you probably already know by now. Um, I think the Fantastic Four is a very, very, very good group of heroes. It's obviously Marvel's first family. I think that, you know, it, it was a great um, introduction to what the Fantastic Four is eventually going to look like in the MCU. So, and even though he was turned into blue spaghetti by Wanda, obviously, um, 
I still think it was a great time for him to shine. Like we still got to see a little bit of his stretching. We got to see him, um, you know, obviously talk and talk, like obviously act smart with Dr. Strange, talk about incursions and stuff. And then again, you know, it's John Krasinski. Like that's pretty much it. The, like John Krasinski, it, it got the biggest, uh, like it, it got the bigger gasp in the theater because we saw this on opening night. Um, Jared, I'm sure you remember, uh, he got the biggest, even though it wasn't like, you know, Toby and Andrew levels, um, John Krasinski definitely got the biggest pop out of all the members, uh, basically in the entire movie. So yeah. And him talking about his kids too, Franklin and Valeria are their names, um, who are superheroes in the comics. That was pretty cool. And talking about his wife, Sue Storm, I think that that was, that was a cool nod to not only the comics, but you know, eventually what they're going to get in the MCU. So, yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, it was unfortunate that he was you know, turned into like you know a spaghetti mule, but that's you know that's totally fine. I totally understood uh, why that needed to happen. But uh, yeah, Jared, I want to. Actually, yeah, I guess I'll just go out and say like before I, because I do want to turn that into a discussion point. But um, yeah, I thought the other Illuminati's Black Bolt was cool. Um, I have not watched the Inhuman show uh, from where that actor was from playing back Black Bolt. I thought his death was, you know, go, again, going back to that, I haven't seen that before in the MCU. Now, that was very, like, very borderline R. That was a very borderline R death. Like, you could see, clearly see his blood coming out of his eyes and nose. And could, his brain was literally, like, just exploded. So when Wanda removed his mouth, so that was a big like WTF moment. So I thought that that was very, uh, very wild. The, you know, between Captain Carter and Captain Marvel, you know, I mean, Captain Carter was cool. I think I mean it was cool her, see, hearing her say, "I can do this all day." Again, cool nod to the Captain America lore. Um, her being sliced in half, I you know I didn't really expect Captain Carter's death to be as brutal, but her being sliced in half by the shield was also pretty insane. Um, Professor X getting his neck snapped, obviously insane. Uh, you know, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, even her death was, you know, even her death wasn't even the, you know, a big take takeaway as well because it was just her being crushed as a statue. It wasn't. Yeah, I hate to. I this obviously is going to sound wrong, but I think that the deaths of Reed Richards, um. Black Bolt, Captain Carter, and Professor X were like more brutal, which made this those scenes like stand out more than Captain Marvel being crushed by a statue. Sorry, Captain. I I hope that doesn't sound too like you know bad. But no, I actually do think that Lashana Lynch, the person who played um, Captain Marvel in this, obviously the Maria Rambo variant, I think that she was honestly she did act. Even though you know I'm not a fan of the Captain Marvel period, I would prefer her over. Um, uh, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, so yeah, it was cool to see her there, though. Um, so yeah, I just enjoyed. It, it wasn't obviously a long time. I knew it was gonna come with them dying. I mean, I basically pretty much expected that. Um, so it, I, I do think the clever way the deaths were created, though, um, and the like, also the big horror aspect vibes of those deaths, um, did contribute to the overall impact of that se- whole sequence. And obviously contributed to, contributed to obviously Wanda to being a sadistic villain in that scene. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that whole sequence for, for what it was, obviously. I mean, they, I, I, obviously each member did not get enough screen time or as much screen time, but I still enjoyed every, every second of it. So, 
yeah, J- uh, and Jared, anything else you want to touch on regarding that before I ask it another question about Reed Richards? Uh, I, I would like to say I ran about this a little after I after came back from watching this with you. So with Captain Carter, I don't understand too much. And this this honestly prevents a problem with a lot of the stuff going forward. Wanda is an insanely, insanely powerful character. Insanely powerful. I don't know how they're going to fit weak characters into these movies. So, Captain Carter, personally, I think lasted even longer than she should have. I think that she should have been dead far before that. I think it should have been one of the first deaths. She held her own for a good while. Even if it was only 10 seconds, the power between Wanda and Captain Carter is so immense that it, she shouldn't even last that long. So when they do that, and she even got like a hit in, and I, I just think that it's like, how? There are, there are these characters that are so much more powerful that got killed instantly. And I, I just don't know how they're going to introduce weak characters when there are characters like Wanda in the MCU in the movies that she's in. Obviously, weaker characters can have their own movies and be in movies that have characters of similar power. But just having these characters with unfathomable power, it's so hard to put characters that are even closely related into uh, a into a movie. So, yeah, a couple of things. And I was actually, because, of, yeah, I remember we did have this discussion. And I was looking back on that, and, and a couple of things. Number one, uh, first of all, regard, Reed Richards, obviously, fun hero, very smart, obviously. Um, powers though, elasticity, like what was, I, it was hard to see what Reed Richards was actually going to do against Wanda. So, um, and in terms of Black Bolt, uh, like I said, he could have killed her instantly. Um, but obviously you could have done that if he opened his mouth. So that's obviously quick death was understandable as well. Um, and so Captain Marvel, they were going to do that with Cat, like, okay. Like, that was, like, Captain Marvel's the excusable one because, obviously, she's one of the strongest uh, heroes out there. So, obviously, you kind of needed to see that expanded. But here's the thing with Captain Marvel. Okay. Um, first of all, um, you know, she was one of the, you know, few people that could have actually exhibited powers over, you know, Reed Richards and Black Bolt. And I feel like that's all that it could come down to. Like, even though, like, you know... Reed Richards could have used like his elasticity powers like has somewhat. I feel like Captain Carter had a better shot just because she had the ability to like you know use her jetpack jetpack and throw something. Um, besides, I don't even think that w- Captain Carter. I feel like Captain Marvel did more damage to Wanda than Captain Carter did, and I feel like Captain Carter only like you said she only had one shot in. I mean, don't let the fact. I mean, she clearly. A, she was knocked out first. Then she did that weird circle thing, knocked her out once, and then got sliced in half. So I really don't think, like, she exhibited her, like, true potential against Wanda. I mean, we all knew she didn't have a shot. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I was not really concerned with her portrayal over people like Reed Richards, Black Bolt, and Captain Marvel. Um, plus, Marvel loves uh, Haley Atwell. Um they've used her on multiple occasions. I, I can see them u- using her again at some point too. So, I mean, they obviously wanted to give her a small time to shine, 
But uh, so, yeah, I think that that's just what it comes down to. The fact that, you know, you needed like one or two people to actually give up a fair, like decent fight. And uh, it couldn't really be Black Bolt. It could have been between Reed Richards and Captain Carter. I would have preferred it to be Reed Richards. But then again, Captain Carter could have done more than Reed Richards, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's just that's my two cents on it. Like I said, I, I think it bothers you more than me at this point but i i mean i just it, 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 it is what it is so i mean i i still enjoy seeing captain cutter i'm not even a, I, I i mean i think she's a fun character i much more fun than captain marvel honestly but um yeah so that's just my two cents on it anything else jared so i don't have too much of a problem with what you're saying the only thing is so we have seen wanda pretty much take zero damage from insanely strong characters when she's focusing mainly on them. And I'm talking characters who are insanely, you know, Thanos, you have Thanos. Obviously, she was she was angry at them as well. You have Ultron. You have so many people that it's just like, I don't know why, but I don't like when characters are overpowered to where they shouldn't be. Wanda is represented as this pretty much omnipotent character where she is insanely powerful in every right, no matter where you look at it. She is more powerful than pretty much anyone she faces. The only way they stood any chance is if if people got emotions, if people got her to her emotions. And that's what happened. She's so powerful that she could have done everything. If emotions hadn't played a role in this, she could have easily taken over the multiverse. Easily. The entire multiverse. If she had gotten a hold of America Chavez and actually taken her powers, she could have easily taken over the entire multiverse. And that's the thing. Like, someone with that power being even hit by someone who doesn't really have the power. I don't know why it makes me angry. It just makes me angry in... I don't know. It's just... It's it's one of my strange pet peeves of mine, and it happens in the Justice League as well. Sometimes a couple of DC comics I've read, I got like really angry as well. It's just like they shouldn't be able to do that. I don't know. It's just it's a little. I don't know. It's just a pet peeve, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I I know, Jared. I do understand where you're coming from. Um, then again, I do want to remind you, and coming from somebody who's watched it twice. Captain Carter really didn't do anything to Wanda. She hit her like once, and I don't think that really did anything to her, if I'm being honest with you. So I, I just think that, you know, you, you, in order to like, you know, let something like that go, you can't really think too much into it. Um, but the reality is, is that Captain Carter had no chance. She didn't really have a chance. She's, like I said, she used a jetpack once, hit her once, but it didn't barely did anything to her. So, I mean, I guess that that's the mindset that you have to go into. But, um, yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just the reality of it. But, yeah, all in all, really enjoyed the Illuminati sequence. Definitely one of the better parts of the film. And, uh, yeah, I do want to ask you now, what did, what, um, what do you think about like you know John Krasinski being Reed Richards in general, and do you think he has a very good shot at being the MCU Reed Richards as well? I mean, that's the oh well, I'll answer the first question first. 
I he I think he's amazing. He'll he'll be really great. He he portrays the character really well, understanding because he's so intelligent. Obviously, the thing that sets the Illuminati char- Illuminati characters apart is so the three, sorry, four of them are I would say above average intelligence. However, they let their emotions get in the way of what happened. However, Reed Richards and Professor X are extremely intelligent and noticed and realized these strangers aren't the same. Not all of them are going to be the same. And they accepted that for what it was and came to terms with it instead of letting their emotions run wild. They use logic and actually, you know, they both, they both sympathize with them. And I think that that happening... And obviously, I was talking about Professor X there as well, but this is really going about John Krasinski. He portrays that knowing and understanding character really well, and I think that he will play a good role in general. Obviously, he's also a great actor in the office, and he can do a really good job. I think I think he'll do a really good job. And then for the MCU thing, people would be outraged if he wasn't the MCU, if it wasn't the MCU Fantastic Four. Like, it doesn't even make sense. He got four minutes, but like maybe even less, of screen time for that big of an actor. You're never going to do that. You are never, ever, ever going to see a massive actor on stage like that for four minutes in a massive company's series. That he will 100% come back again for Fantastic Four just because that's what has to happen. There's no way that any other reality really exists where he doesn't. That would be a, just a stupid business decision by Marvel. Why would you pay that much money for John Krasinski and not have him appear more? Yeah, um, I, I I agree with you. I mean, because here's the thing. And even taking out my love for John Krasinski out of this, um, it, it's like when you take a new character, take a new actor – and put him into a role that um, used to be, you know, John Krasinski's. Uh, and even, yes, I get it, that he played a variant character. Um, it could really, really get fans to actually turn on the actor himself. And that is my the actor playing Reed Richards. And that's, I think, that's what concerns me the most. Like, I personally... I would, if they casted somebody new in the role, I would move on. I would, pro- I would, first of all, I trust the casting process 100%. So if they were to get a new actor, and I would think that they know what they're doing and they think that that guy has massive potential as Reed Richards. So I would trust it and I would totally embrace it. It's not like I would say, oh, this, this guy, that, that, this guy sucks because he's not Jack Krasinski playing. Reed Richards and Reed, John Krasinski should have returned. No, I won't be that way. Some people will. And that's the concerning thing about it. But um, I, I wouldn't be that way because I think that, you know, I would, yeah, I would just accept it and get ready to look forward to the cast, the, the other casting members and seeing what they can do with it, obviously. But um, yeah, regarding the business decision, though, aspect, I love how you pointed that out because I really, really do not understand why you would not have John Krasinski return here unless you just really were not impressed with his performance in Multiverse Madness, which some people have spoken out about that. And then I have to tell these people, uh, hello, he was in it for five minutes, uh, less than five minutes. 
I mean, you cannot judge his performance off of a five-minute thing. And if it was just a fan service thing to get the fans to be quiet and say, no more John Krasinski is read. Here you go. You got it. Get ready for the new person. I don't know how kindly, honestly, I'll just go out a minute. Admit it. I don't know how kindly I would take to that. I think it would kind of be, it, w- it wouldn't make sense. Um, but like I said, I would accept and embrace, obviously, the new actor that would get confirmed. But and I would be excited for it. Um, but then again, I think that John Krasinski is the correct call. He is a famous actor. He knows how to act. You're, I think that you're quite wrong if you think otherwise. And I think that he could carry a franchise. I, re- I really do. He and he is a very charismatic person, very lovable. And even though Reed is a, necessarily supposed to be lovable, there are times when John Krasinski knows how to, especially in the office, you know, I, I, I would argue that at times he was not very lovable in the office. And I feel like that he, that could translate to what he can do with the Fantastic Four as well. So I think it should be John Krasinski. I honestly think it will, but I just do have concerns if it's not John Krasinski based on how others who are very heavily invested in this uh, John Krasinski fan casting, how others would react to um, a new actor being casted. But yeah, I think that um, it it should be John Krasinski. So uh, anything else to add to that? So I I like that you're talking about all, all this stuff. However, coming from someone who is not biased, I have never watched a single episode of The Office ever, except like the clips I see when I'm wa- I walk into the room and my sister's watching The Office. See, I, you can completely ignore every single aspect of John Krasinski being in the movie. Them paying him, I 100% guarantee for that prolific of an actor, he got paid a lot of money for this film <laughs> for four minutes. That's not going to happen. That you will, I can guarantee you almost never see that in any franchise, especially as big as Marvel. And the reason I bring this up is because Disney is so money hungry that they would never do anything that stupid ever, 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 ever. If you have a, an actor that's that hyped, you're going to bring him into more movies if he's that prolific. It, with with Disney and their business choices, I know that's not that's not going to happen. Yeah, I no, I hope so, and I honestly think you're right. Um, but the bottom line is this: all right, if I'm being honest with you, there were two things last year that I was mainly looking forward to. Um, obviously, Spider-Man: No Way Home, and then just simply the Fantastic Four casting. Um, now more than ever. I am really, really looking forward to see the, the fantastic forecasting announcement, even if somehow it's not John Krasinski. Because now more than ever, I am totally ready. This film did get me ready to see the new Fantastic Four and see what they can do with it. So whenever they do announce the casting, um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be super pumped for it, and I'm looking forward to it. And I hope that John Krasinski does get casted as Reed Richards because it is a very smart uh, move in my opinion and uh, obviously variants can look the same that's been made clear in loki that's been made clear in multiverse of madness um that, and even though you know kind of the antithesis to that is spider-man no way home with the three different spider-man but still variants can look the same and i think it's very possible to have reed come back i mean john krasinski come back for earth 616 reed so yeah i'm hoping for it but uh yeah just 
Uh, Jared, anything else about the Illuminati before we move on to one more quick thing? Oh, what did you say? You cut out All right. Uh, what? Anything else you want to add about the Illuminati before we move on to one quick thing? No, I think I think we covered pretty well. All right. So yeah, the only thing now we have really left to talk about is the end credit scene. We're not going to talk about the last one. That was just a complete. That was just a joke. We can ignore that. Um, what did you think about um, the first end credit scene, though, uh, with the introduction to Cleta? And what do you think it basically sets up? So, you and I did a little bit of research on Clea in the car as we drove home. <laughs> However, I do think that she's going to be a huge character going forward. She's another person that I, I don't think she has multiversal travel, but she has dimensional travel, which is really cool. And I think I think she'll serve as a really really good character and a really really powerful character. However, it's gonna be a little awkward considering that Clea is Dormammu's granddaughter. That's a little awkward considering that Doctor Strange was the one who defeated Dormammu, and he's a hundred percent going to have to see Dormammu again. There's there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to have to see Dormammu again. And they're going to have to either it's going to be some like joking relationship or something is actually serious is going to happen. I doubt that something serious is going to happen. He's not going to be like the main villain for Doctor Strange 3. But Clea will be a huge part of Doctor Strange and just the multiverse in general, uh, where she's a massively powerful character and she's going to have huge influence on uh, many, many things, especially obviously Doctor Strange. Plus, I do believe. Is she a love of Doctor Strange in the comics? Yes. Yeah. They're not gonna I doubt they're ever going to do that pretty much with any characters really. But especially with main characters, I don't think they're going to do that. But you know, there's there's a possibility. There's there's a ton of stuff that she has effect on in the comics that she could have an effect on in the MCU. And I believe that even if she doesn't have an effect on all of them, she'll still have an effect on a, a lot of stuff in the MCU. Yeah. So uh yeah. Actually, I do want to argue with the point that you just made, um, because now more than ever, after seeing that hell of a roller coaster ride between different version variants of Christine and you know S- Stephen Strange, and how like it's been revealed that it has never worked out in other universes, um, I would actually argue that a love story between Clea and Doctor Strange, similar to actually what happened in the comics. I would argue that that would actually be the best case scenario um, I, because I could totally see that, that a, not that I could, a, I could see that happening. Um, B um, I think it would be good for Tasha Stridge. I mean, I literally do. I mean, he has been heartbroken obviously in other u- universes as well. Finally seeing him get a love interest that he like, you know, he has a shot at, you know, sticking with and just seeing a new love story being um, introduced. I actually think that could be pretty cool, especially between um, a sorceress and obviously a sorcerer. Uh, and I think that um, that could be quite fun. So, and I would, I would, I would actually kind of like to see that relationship being explored in the third movie. So that's just my two cents on it. Um, regarding the Clea, Clea herself though, I do think she's a staple. I mean, one thing that we haven't talked about, it's Charlie's Theron and Charlie's Theron, the actress playing her. I'm sure the, the audience listening knows exactly who she is. She is a, she's definitely up there for most famous actresses. Um, she 
is not going to be just brought in for one cameo. She is going to have a major role in Doctor Strange 3. And uh, yeah, I think that it's the Charlize Theron and Benedict Cumberbatch uh, connection in there between two very, very good actors is going to prove to be very strong between Doctor Strange and Clea. I think that it's going to be a great, regardless of whether it's romantic or just like, you know, perfect, you know, superhero professional like um i think that you know their chemistry on screen chemistry is going to be great and them tried to address that incursion is going to be pretty cool as well so yeah i I think that it did its job in setting up the doctor strange 3 as well um especially and i know we didn't talk about this but with the third eye uh, after you know Doctor Strange tested darkhold seeing that third eye being introduced was also a very like you know wild aspect right? and that'll be a cool dynamic and well. so uh, Jared anything else to add before we wrap up here I will say the reason I said that I don't know if they're going to do it is because they would have to do another very new thing for Marvel and that's make a majority or at least a large part of the movie romance it will be a romance action movie which has never been done really in Marvel and I, th- I think that would just be really interesting to see because that's two things in a row that are just incredibly new to Marvel. Obviously, you've got full-on multiversal concept, and then you've got a romance movie, which is... I mean, I'll be fine with it. I just don't know if Marvel will go there. But th- there's no really other way to do it. You can't just brush it off as like a five-minute segment where it's, oh, now they're dating, now they're married. Like Either you do it in segments through movies or you make this movie the next movie, a romance movie. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I just think that, and even if it's like, you know, not the biggest, like even if it doesn't happen, you know, that connection between them is going to prove to be like, like I said, even if it's not romantic, I think that, you know, that's obviously going to be the biggest highlight of Dr. Strange 3, I can tell you right now. And uh, similar to what I said before, Benedict Cumberbatch um, and Charlie Steering are honestly their powerhouse actors. And I really think that they're going to make a great Doctor Strange uh, when it eventually comes. I did hear that Benedict Cumberbatch was taking a break, though. So it could very well be a while before we get to see Doctor Strange. But uh, yeah, um, I, I did enjoy that post credit scene and I thought it did its job of, like what post credit scenes usually do in setting up. Uh, future projects second one not so much i don't even know we're not even going to talk about that but uh that was just like stupid but uh yeah other than that jared are there any other final thoughts regarding this film before we wrap it up here uh no but i would like to say something uh honestly good on uh benedict cumberbatch for taking time off marvel if he needs it i saw him in a couple other acting roles in uh trailers today uh, just in commercials yep and I think that it's really good for him that he's taking time off of it. Because obviously it must be a little bit tiring playing the same character over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Because yeah. that's really all he, not, not all he's known for. That's majority of what he's known for. So I'm, I think that's, that's just a nice thing to see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when you take his last two films. I mean, he's basically been a majority of the uh, Marvel films um so ever since Doctor Strange won. I mean he was in yeah, you know, he had his own movie, he had Infinity War, Endgame, he had obviously the big uh Spider Man No Way Home blockbuster, um, and obviously his own blockbuster just recently. So yeah, he definitely deserves a break. 
But uh, yeah, but we are gonna wrap up now. Uh, Jared, any other final thoughts before we wrap up? No. All right. So, uh, yeah. So we uh, appreciate you guys listening as always. Uh, obviously, this was such a fun movie, and we're looking forward to the next one, Thor: Love and Thunder. Which actually, on the day that we're uh, recording this, the trailer comes out um, tomorrow, um, Monday night. So uh, we are looking forward to that new trailer. We will be reviewing that next week along with the new Seahawk uh, trailer. And we're also going to go over, I assume, Jared, I know you probably are not going to like this, but we do have to go over the Ms. Marvel trailer as well. So wow. yeah, <laughs> the, ne- <laughs> the next, yeah, next episode is going to be a trailer exclusive episode uh, for sure. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, thank you guys for listening again. Jared, any other, uh, any other final words? No. All right. Yep. We thank you guys uh, once again and uh, have a great rest of your day. See you guys next time.